Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 157. Hooray! Hey. Just you two. I'm not here. Just us two. I'm just here <laughs> just to listen in. Yeah, well... You know what? It is a special episode, so I think maybe I'll just join you and listen in, and we'll just let Paul do the whole thing. <laughs> that sounds fantastic to me. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, Paul's with us this week, but he yeah, is also um, back permanently. Yeah, that's it. He's going to be podcasting nonstop, twenty-four-seven, and. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be live streaming on the Twitch. You can listen to me snore as I sleep. <laughs> Excellent. So that says we're back um, to full strength. Um, so let's say we can find out what Paul's been doing in a second. So let's do what we always do anyway and um, talk about what we've been doing during the week. So, Paul, you fancy going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'll go first. I've had actually quite a bit of time to play games because I just quit my job so uh, it's been rather fun I got No Man's Sky through on Monday and I was really really looking forward to it mm -hmm. and as much as I'm enjoying it and as much as I'm liking firing it on for two or three hours at a time and playing a little bit maybe an hour maybe two it gets boring as hell after a little while if you're trying to play it in long stints. <laughs> mm. I was waiting for somebody. Um, I was waiting for somebody to actually come out and say that because, it, you know, most of the people that have played, I, well, I've spoken to that have played it, have went, oh, it's, you know, really engrossing. They spent so much time in it. And I thought, it's just, I'm just waiting for the right person to play it that's not. You know, I don't think you you were. I don't think it was one of your most anticipated games, Paul. No, I I was looking forward to it, but I didn't buy into the hype machine. Yes, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're all kind of yeah. like that. We're all just like, it looks good. Hopefully, it's good, but also, you know, it's probably going to be pretty shallow. I think we all yeah yeah called that yeah so. yeah. So um, I'm I'm really enjoying sticking on and. Maybe if I've got time, trying to like 100% and like go around a whole planet. Uh, if I've got a longer period of time, I'll maybe try and do every planet in the galaxy. Got 100% the planet, just check them all out and pick up as much as I can from them, and then I'll warp, warp to the next galaxy, hit the space station, transfer my goods. Has anyone actually 100%ed any of the planets? Because there's one thing I haven't done. Yeah. I landed on oh, really? a planet that only had one species on it. Ah, uh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, I've done it for a couple of smaller planets, uh, and it's worth 250,000 credits. Yeah, you get a lot of credits from it. Yeah. Which is why I've been able to, like... I've done it for, I think, two planets now, which is why I was able to change ship. Uh, I just right. found a planet that was filled with emerald and just kept going down to it and mining everything and selling it all. And then I bought yeah. yeah. Well, ship. I, I I didn't upgrade my ship that much. I went from a fifteen slot ship to like an eighteen slot ship, but mine looks like a like an interstellar cruiser Corvette kind of <laughs> thing. Quite liking it. I do. Like uh, I'm trying to save. Designs. I'm just trying to save up enough money to get one of those big bad boys that's like thirty slots. Fill it with all the stuff. Just make the money. Make the money. But they're always the ugliest looking ships. Yes. I yeah, don't care. I, 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 
but I don't care how it looks, I just want to make all the money. 90% of <laughs> yeah. what I do in No Man's Sky is take screenshots, so I need my ship to look good. That's fair <laughs> enough. I'm trying to set up an interstellar mining corporation here. <laughs> well, I found that you're better off actually just finding the you know, the drop pods, and also yep. once you get your, your Atlas key, going yeah. and upgrading your, your is it called your exosuit? Yeah. Exosuit, yeah. Just get more slots. The only thing now is that it's costing me about 200,000 cre 200, credits for a new slot. Yeah, I'm kind uh, of at the same point. See, yeah, I'm not. A new slot's still only costing me about 20k. Uh, yeah, well, I've got, I've got about, I think I've got 30-odd, between 30 and 35 slots at the moment. Oh, on your on your exosuit? I've got like... Yes. I've still got the minimum. No, I've got two over the minimum. I think I'm also kind of... I think I'm pretty much the exact same point as you are, Mike, in terms of yeah. exosuit stuff. It's been a wee bit since uh, I don't remember. Yeah, nah, I'm not... Not that far. Yeah. It takes time. It's it's very grindy in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so are you? Is that you? You kind of the same boat I'm in at the moment, Kieran, with No Man's Sky, where it's kind of you're you're done for the moment. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'll go back to it and I'll sink time into it. It's, it's yeah. one of those games that, like all kind of open worldy things, I will go back to it when I'm kind of got nothing else to play and just kind of want to explore and you know uh -huh. shut my brain off for a bit. Uh, listen to some podcasts, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, at yeah. the moment, though, like I've been using other things for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the same. Been putting No Man's Sky on and uh, playing YouTube videos in the background, just catching yeah. up on YouTube stuff that yeah, I've not watched in a while and things. Um, it's one of those nice games just to put on and lose yourself in, mm -hmm. uh -huh. rather than focus solidly on. Um, because it's a nice game to play, it looks pretty, it's engaging, but it's not engaging to the point where I want to give it my entire freaking attention for five uh -huh. hours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I am the same. And it's that thing where it's got really good music and kind of some of the ambient effects are really good, but, you know, you're playing that game for, you know, tens of hours, so you get fed up oh, with God, them pretty yeah. quickly. Um, oh, yeah. I've listened to that soundtrack. I was actually, I've kind of ruined it for myself in a weird way. Because I had listened to that soundtrack a lot before the game came out, because they released it on oh, wow. uh, Spotify and Google Music and stuff. Um, right, yeah. yeah and it's it just did. a really good soundtrack. So, yeah, I listened to it a lot, and then by the time the game came out, I was like, I'm going to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying No Man's Sky. Um, I'm not that far. I've, I'm going down the Atlas path. Uh but I've not got an Atlas Pass yet, so I can't get through any of the Atlas Pass V1 or V2 doors. Yeah. You get, you get the V1 one pretty quickly. Nah, I'm obviously not that far, or uh, messing it up and not doing it correctly. Um, Have you warped to many systems yet? I've only warped... I'm only in, like, my fourth fourth system. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, you got you're a, probably pretty soon, though. You're, yeah. you're getting your fourth um, Atlas Pass. You, you, yeah. you warp a few times, then you find it. Cool. Uh, I know I'm only in four systems because when I warp test system, I go to every planet and every moon and <laughs> yeah, I want I want to see it all just in case I miss yeah. anything. Have you been naming everything? Um, 
really stupidly. Like, <laughs> really stupidly. Uh, what have we got? We named... So I went onto one, and there was, like, flying spider crabs things. So I named that planet Attack of the Giant Flying Spider Crabs. That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh... I got. I went onto a planet where it was literally giant, biggest planet in the system. It was dead, nothing on it, all desert. So I named it "fuck all" here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I found I found a rainy acid planet uh, that I just called "rainy hellhole" and then left. Nice, nice. Um, I, I, there's, there was a system where every planet I went onto, all of the wildlife was uh wants to kill you so I named the system the system wants to kill you there was a point where there was a point where I went to see uh, Sigurd Ross during the Ember Festival and then I just started naming every planet I landed after Sigurd Ross songs <laughs> so they're just nice. like that's, weird that's... there's like weird fucking Icelandic nonsense for all the, names of all the planets that's solid. Um, I'm actually, I'll boot up the PS4 and try and find some of my other planet names uh, while I talk about the uh, other game I've been sinking time into since Saturday, uh-huh. which is the Political Machine 2016. Um, now it's from the guys that did the uh, Offworld Trading Company, oh, so- Sins of a Solar, Sins of a Solar Empire. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember offhand what they're called. Give me one second. Stardot Games. So they yeah. made Galactic Civilization games, Sins of Soul Empire, Ashes of Singularity, yeah. Offworld Trading Company. They published Offworld yeah, so... Trading Company. They didn't make it, but they published yeah, it. Well, yeah. 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 That, but, um, so that's quite a, a, a departure from them because those are, those are all kind of like 4X games. Yeah, this is not this is a completely ripping the utter mech out of the american political system game uh so all of your american candidates for the election are all little bobbleheads of themselves so you've got bernie sanders bobblehead and a trump bobblehead and a hillary bobblehead and that's what your character is and you move the little bobblehead up through all the states uh and you can either like you can either run rallies to boost your popularity in the state. You can run ads to boost your popularity in the state. Uh, what else can you do? You can set up bases. So there's three different types of bases. There's like a headquarters, and then there's a, a spin doctor base that like slot slates your opponent. And it's just really fun, light moving around uh i've only played 26 week campaigns Mm -hmm. but you can literally run a 52 week campaign which i imagine would take a while yeah um i have a look online it looks really good it's really fun and i picked up for three pounds 20 pence on steam at the weekend because it was on sale oh wow cool Okay. Even at full price, uh, it's only seven pounds. Or if you own, yeah, if you own last year's version, or not last year's, but last, I assume they're not annual, but the last version of what they did, you can get it for, uh, I think it's three fifty, something like that. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a really fun game to put on, have a laugh with. Uh, you're constantly trying to so. 
all the states start out, some of them are yours, some are yours, some are your opponents, be it Republican or Democrat, that's blue or red. Uh, and then there's the states, which are the states that you need to fight for. But your opponent can also go into your state and you can go into his state and try and turn their people um, to vote for you. But if you're going into a Republican state and then you're pushing democratic policies, it's not going to work. So you need to balance being your like balance your policies, like being a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, or being a Republican, if you're a Republican, while trying to get votes from the other side. Yeah. So if it makes the news that you've been in a Republican state saying you quite like that Republican policy, then you're going to lose Democratic votes in other states. Yeah. Yeah. But when you start, you get to pick like your key policies that you want to run on, and then your sub policies that you want to run on. And it's it gets pretty in depth. And the uh, the character creator, you can create your own candidate, gets really in depth. So you've got ten points to sink into uh, your main manifesto, and then you've got a hundred points to sink into like well over a hundred different things of what you want your key points of your campaign to be. And I actually built a character, and it took me longer to build the character than it did to run the campaign. <laughs> I, was trying, I, was, I was trying to align this character's like base, uh, like base manifesto with stuff I would agree with. But then, if you don't put any points into it, you've, you're indifferent. So, but you don't only lose points by saying you agree with like that part. If you want to heavily disagree with something, you also lose points from the hundred. Okay. So I wanted to disagree with uh, further funding the military mm -hmm. to expand it. So I, I put ten points into that. But then I scrolled further down, and there was something else I wanted there, and I had to put ten points into that. And I was like, "But I, I kind of want to put more points into that, but I don't have any left." <laughs> yeah, just run on like two policies, just like <laughs> yeah. I really so... dislike the army. And also and I, more taxes. I, yeah, pretty much. So where does taxes go? Go to defunding the army. But that's. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's really fun. It's light. You don't have to put too much thought into it, but you can if you want to when you go into the like the person creator, and then you get to halfway through the campaign, you get to pick your running mate. And then you get to move your running mate around, and they, you can't actually make them do anything in the states. But if you put your running mate in a state, the four or five states surrounding that state get a boost for your side That's cool. because of your running mate being in the main state. And then okay. I said you can like only spin doctors on your opponent, and you can um, slate your opponent by saying he dresses badly. And said Malcolm Tucker out there. Uh, so yeah, it's. <laughs> If you have any interest in like light political games where you try and win the election in the US, buy it. It's worth the money. Alright, okay. It sounds it's, like something I'd probably enjoy. Because I really enjoyed that, yeah. uh, that democracy game we played a while ago. Yes, yeah. That was quite good. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah like so it's, it's... It was genuinely really fun. And that's about the only two things I've been playing other than... Uh, Buildy blocks on the iPhone, which we won't talk about because that's a bad habit. What's that? Is that just is that the Tricky Towers one, or is that something else? Uh, you've got like a 
different shapes that you need to stack on top of each other and try and get as high as possible. So, I'm I'm currently on the I'm currently on the circles. Oh, I I've never heard of this game. It appeared on the the app store last week, so I bought. I downloaded it and have put too much time into it. Like it's, way too uh, much. It's one of those things that's come from. Uh, Crossy Road being like. You can make endless versions of old games and it'll be fun. And it's like, well, maybe. Yeah, this is literally just trying to stack stuff on top of each other. Yeah. So, when I get to 460, I'll unlock uh, the Jenga Tower style version of the game. Oh, and then when I get to 600 on that, I'll unlock the uh, DNA Helix style of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of time sunk into that. But uh, just to just to go back to what silly names have I named stuff in No Man's Sky, we've got the everybody wants to kill me system, the nothingness rock because there was nothing on it. We've got Mars king size because the planet looked like Mars but it was huge. <laughs> All right, Mar- okay. Mars is pretty big already. Yeah, no, th- this was like huge. So we have <laughs> Mars king size. Uh, I landed on a a moon of a planet in the. Uh, first system I went to, and it was full of hostile robot animals. Alright. So I named it Hostile Robot Moon. Yes, fair Oh, that, uh, that, was that the snipers? The, uh, what do they call them, rovers? Uh, oh, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I just named it Hostile Robot Moon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because have... it's the sentinels, and if you annoy the sentinels enough, and depending on certain planets, if the, the hostility level is high enough on that planet, you get kind of like the snipers, and they are like four-legged creatures, and oh, they can, yeah, the they can snipe you. Yeah, they can snipe that's, you from eight. that. That's the exact one I'm talking about. So it was yeah. named there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then my favorite one is a giant desert planet. I landed on it, so I called it Big Desert Dude. Yeah, fair enough. All right, okay. But these are these are better names than people naming things like, oh, it's a snow planet, so I called it Hoth. Hoth. Oh, yeah. This is, a, this is a desert planet, so I called it Tatooine. I oh, know yeah. all of my name. All of my names of the planets describe exactly what I found on the planet. So, uh, big desert dude was a big desert planet. Yeah. Hostile robot planet was full of hostile robots. I can't wait till he discovers big titted loose woman planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll name that something terrible to make sure other people don't go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't <laughs> come here. Oh yeah, no, robot, everything was terrible. Hostile, ro- hostile robot planet. <laughs> Guess I need to go back though. <clears throat> I must have left something there. <laughs> yeah, your dignity. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever leave that planet, so it won't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go blind and get calluses. Get to the center of the universe. No, I'm fine where I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> Atlas constantly sending messages. You're supposed to be leaving. No. The fuck you I scanned am. the whole, <laughs> you scanned the whole planet twice over. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm looking for things I've missed. <laughs> I'm looking for the G spot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. but uh, Mo- no, moving that's, on. That's that's pretty much all I've uh, all I've been playing. I haven't really, haven't really played much. Um, I've been trying to prepare for going back to uni, so. Running around nope. like a headless chicken, doing different things that have to get sorted out. But trying to get stuck into No Man's Sky. Hopefully, uh, I would say this weekend. But I'm playing board games with you guys, so 
It goes that idea. There's two days a weekend. <laughs> True, there is. Excellent, cool. Um, Kieran, what have you been up to? Um, not a massive amount. Like I've played a few things, but it's been very brief, kind of playings of them. Um, like I jumped back into The Witcher Three: Blood and Wine, the second expansion. Uh-huh. Uh, it did like a couple of side quests in it, and all the side quests in that expansion are a lot lighter-hearted than the stuff in the base game. Um, right. It's so like one of the expansion, uh, one of the quests I was doing was someone was complaining about all this noise that was coming from graveyard near his home every night. And he's like, every night there's just all these, you know, things being smashed, loud bashes, stuff like that. Go find out what it is. And you go into this graveyard and you find out that it's in the crypt under the graveyard there's a wife and a husband that have been buried in the same crypt and their ghosts are haunting the place and they fucking hate each other. And so they keep coming out every night and just having their domestics in the middle of this crypt every night and they're just cursed to do this for eternity. Um, and it's just a really good little side story. Alright. Um, so yeah, a lot of this stuff's a lot lighter hearted than the base game, but it's, it's, it's very good. It's got a good sense of humour about itself and it's very well written. Um, the Witcher 3, still just one of the best games. Yeah, I am uh, currently on PSN for anyone that's interested, they are offering the Game of the Year edition for I think it's thirty four ninety nine. It's a good price. And, and yeah, I I have the I have I have the base game, but I'm seriously considering buying that because I think that's the that's the cheaper way of getting all the content. I think so. I, think I would the, double check it, but uh, I think so. Yeah. It depends. You like you already have the base game, don't you? I I do. Yes. Yeah. It might actually be so, cheaper just to buy the season pass then. Yeah, because that was a, I think that was a review copy we had. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll need to have a look. I'll, season pass I'll might actually be Right, I'll. I shall investigate while we're <laughs> recording. We're recording. Um, so, other than that, uh, PlayStation Now came to PC. Uh, yes. So I resubscribed to try it out, see how it works. And also just I haven't had PlayStation Now for like a while, so I wanted to see how much better it's gotten. Um, and also my internet's a little bit faster than it used to be. Um, I mean, it's always been fast, but it's a little bit faster now. Um, and PlayStation Now has improved a lot since the last time I used it. Um, like it's The streaming quality is great. There was like no artifacting or kind of compression stuff like the last time I played it. It just kind of looked... It looked how indistinguishable from how it looked, those games looked on PS3. Um, tiny bit of like input lag from the controller, but something that you wouldn't really notice except in like fighting games, right? Um, and maybe racing games. Um, but I was playing. Uh, we were actually, I was trying out multiplayer stuff with uh, Nathan actually, so we played um, Puzzle Fighter HD Turbo Remix, which is still just fantastic game um, I think we've mentioned on the podcast much times before obviously that I like my kind of competitive puzzle games yes uh, yeah. we've we've brought up Pio Pio Tetris enough times that people should have got that by now um, Pio Pio Tetris what's that what's that Tricky Towers never heard of it <laughs> um, 
but yeah, this uh, Puzzle Fire is also just a really good one. Uh, we played a bunch of that. Played. We did actually play fighting games just to see how well it ran. Okay, so we and. Played, uh, we played um, the iconic fighting game that everyone goes back to to try things out because, you know, everyone's played it so much that you just know the feel of it, you know? Um, which is Sonic the Fighters. And. Man, Sonic the Fighters, what a game. What a game. I know Paul likes that one. Yeah, no, yes. I do. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Especially when you unlock Amy. Oh, the game's the worst. It's so bad. I forgot how bad Be- it was. <laughs> so best broken. Fight- best fighting game, 2K16. Like, Sonic Fighters. The, the, it, it's one of those games that you feel like the developers either didn't care about balancing anything or when they tried to balance things, they were like... Someone came up to them and went... Oh, this character's got like an infinite combo that you can't get out of, and they'll just win the match instantly if it hits. And then their response was, "What if we gave the character you're playing as against them also an infinite combo that if automatically wins if it hits?" So almost all the characters have like these infinite combos that you just can't break out of, and it's just the most broken game. Um, but then also like it's built on the Virtua Fighter Two engine, so under there you can still kind of feel like part of it is a decent fighting game kind of somewhere under there um but yeah that was that was fun um I can't remember the name of the other one we played uh what's it Arcana Hearts that's, that sounds like the name that, of the game right yes that, yeah. that is the name of the game yes yeah um that's a fighting game right yeah, I played that. I wasn't very good at it. Um, that doesn't I, surprise me. I don't have much to say about it. That game seems fucking insanely complicated. Um, there's like tons of characters, and then once you select character, you select an arcana, and there's tons of those, and then they change how your character plays, and then. That's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds, uh, sounds fantastic. I'll give that a go. I, I, I don't know if I can recommend it. In terms of, like, anime fighters, for me, like, Guilty Gear is obviously the go-to, and, uh, Blade Blade Blade. And more recently, um, oh shit, was that one I bought a couple months ago? Uh, it's got a really stupid name, that's why I can't remember. It's not that I don't like the game, or it's not memorable. The game is super memorable, but the name is fucking stupid. Is it um, the, the J-Stars? No, no, um, oh, similar the main, idea, uh, the, though. It's the one with all the, 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 the one with... from visual novels. Yes. Uh, Nitro Plus Blasters Heroines Infinite Duel is the name That's of it. <laughs> you can understand why I couldn't remember the name because it's fucking <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, yeah. That one. That one. Actually, one of the characters from Arcana Hearts is in that game. Um, but that game is like super simple. And so it's good, just kind of light, button mashy kind of fire game that I definitely recommend. Uh, but I didn't actually play that, so I shouldn't be talking about it. Um, that was kind of the main stuff I played on PlayStation now, like I jumped into a couple of things that I had played before just to see how they they ran so like uh, Shadow of the Colossus HD worked really well um, uh, what else did I jump into? A li- little bit of The Last of Us because that's on there um, oh, right. Okay. I'm actually going to play that Last of Us DLC because I never got around to playing that um, oh did, did you not? no and that's all ah that's uh, yeah I got I, it, I got the whole either. thing spoiled for me. Sorry, no, but I I want to actually sit and play it myself. Uh, um, no, it's very good. 
Yeah, but I I love The Last of Us. I've been meaning to pick up the uh, the PS4 version for a while. Um, but if I can just play PS3 one again, I may as well. Um, yeah. So I played I've got the PS4 of... version here if you want it. Well, I don't know if you're not playing it, I still then. Um, I'm sure I can find something to trade you. Um, I ended up playing most of those on my PS4 actually, so it wasn't I wasn't actually testing out PS Now on the PS3 that uh, right. PC that much. Um, but I did test it a bit, and it seems like it works really well. You just plug a DualShock yeah. 4 in, and it just picks it up and it loads. Um, yeah. I seems, I am the the I'm still reticent to take my is it the a two week trial we get with it yeah because I'm waiting there's a rumor that the game I've mentioned this on the podcast before but there's a game that I'm waiting for it to come <laughs> to PlayStation now yeah and the minute it does that... uh, yeah Civilization Revolutions was confirmed to be coming to uh, the American PlayStation now. And our stuff is usually similar. We usually get the same yeah. stuff a little bit later, so hopefully we'll get it. Um, actually, I hope we get everything on that update because the I don't have the news story here, but the stuff that's getting added is like uh, heavy rain, which I believe is already on our PS uh, now. I'm pretty sure heavy yeah, rain yeah. and Beyond Two Souls are both on uh, the U the European one. Um, Nino Kuni, which is the one I would like because I never finished oh, Nino Kuni. Oh god, yeah. And I would I'd happily... love to play Nino Kuni. Like, the only reason I don't go back to Nino Kuni is because I'm a PS3 and I don't like it. The main reason is uh-huh. the fucking stupid one, which is um, the PS3 doesn't charge controllers when it's on, uh, when it's off like the PS4 does. Yes. Ah. So all my PS3 controllers are dead and I never charge them, um, which is a really stupid reason. Like, I could just plug them into my PS4, but I don't. So, um, <laughs> uh, I would happily like pay for a PS Now subscription just to finish that game because I love that game. Um, but you could just charge a PS3 controller and not have to pay for it. Listen, we have gotten so far up with this podcast without logic. Why ruin it? Look, if it was, I'm I'm back. The logic has to come back. If with there was it. logic involved, then I wouldn't talk about the next game I played, which was Street Fighter Five. Oh Fair yes, enough. yeah. I didn't buy it though, which so it's not yes, that much. I, logic. I I know the story behind this, so yeah, oh, this is you, a good should, one. Should I just tell the story then? <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, so, oh, this is fucking out. I mentioned him already in the podcast. Nathan, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, <laughs> had a copy of Street Fighter Five that he bought, like at launch, Steelbook Edition. Um, but Street Fighter Five is also on PSN uh, on sale on PSN just now, or I think it may have just finished. Um, but it was like twenty quid for the digital version of it. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to buy a digital version. I don't need this physical one anymore. Do you want it, Kieran?" I was like, do you want me to like, give you 20 quid to pay your digital version at least? And he's like, no, no, just take it. I was like, okay, fine then. <laughs> Free coffee, Street Fighter Five. Mainly because he just wanted someone to play with. So, yeah. He got rid of his copy of Street Fighter Five because he was buying another copy of Street Fighter Five. Which is a great Fair reason. <laughs> it's a great reason. That, that works. Yeah. I should probably get rid of like, a lot of games. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I actually did end up playing a few matches against him. Um, and that is a very, very good fighting game. Um, it's still lacking in content. 
uh, even this far after release. Um, like the roster's good. There's a good amount of characters, even if there's you know a handful of them are behind DLC. But in terms of the ones that come with the base game, there's a lot of them. Um, they've added the story mode now, which is, oh man, it's absolute garbage. But I recommend people play it. Um, there was they've got survival mode. They still don't have proper arcade mode. I don't think. Um, and you know verses and stuff like that. Um, not much in the way of proper tutorials or anything either. It's just kind of the basics. Um, but the main thing for me has been playing it online, and it's it's been good. It's been quite easy to jump into, learn some of the basics of fighting games, or I've been learning some of the basics of fighting games from playing so much Guilty Gear for review. So I kind of I feel like this <laughs> is enough. the best. I feel like this is the best I've ever been at fighting games. I'm still not very good at them. Um, but like when I was doing that Guilty Gear X-Word Revelator review, I was playing so much fucking Guilty Gear just to try and try and win a single match online, which I did not by the time the review went up, and I've mentioned it in the review, I'm pretty sure. But I was super fucking terrible at that game. I'm still terrible at that game. Um, Street Fighter Five is a bit simpler. Like it's one of those games that Street Fighter has always been one of the relatively simple, but you know it's all about execution. Like it doesn't layer fifty thousand mechanics on like. Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear stuff do, but it's just like if you don't nail the basics, you're fucked. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the one thing I'd say about content stuff is that the characters, the roster's fine. Like there's a decent amount of characters, and you don't there's like four DLC, four or five DLC characters just now, but you don't really need them if you unless they're a character you know you want because the ones that are there are just a good variation. Uh, in terms of stages, there is like barely any stages and then almost all of them are behind DLC and it's just bizarre um, it feels like something that should have been in the base game Like it, it it feels more like a finished game it's not quite the Drive Club thing where you know Drive Club felt like a unfinished you know kind of buggy mess at launch and then they fixed it pretty quickly and added a bunch of stuff like they've added stuff to it but it still feels pretty unfinished in a lot of ways um, but the gameplay on point. Can't complain about the gameplay. Um, in terms of video games, that might have been it. Um, right. I picked up Wind Waker HD, but I haven't really played it yet. Right, okay. I'm still on like, the starting island. Um, but I've been meaning to pick up that for a while, and it's on the Nintendo Selects now, so it's 20 quid. Um... Mario 3D World also was on Nintendo Select at the end of September, and that's supposed to be a very good game. So, I, uh, I seen you mentioned that I seen a copy of that for was it twenty pounds in one of the ASDAs, um, but if it's coming to the Selects, it's come it'll be fifteen or fourteen ninety nine. So, yeah, um, usually there are some point like between fifteen and twenty. I think the recommended retail price is twenty, but most places sell them all between right. fifteen and like. 17 ish usually right um or you can get them digitally for 20 um, yeah. but honestly 20 for that is still a good price because that game does not fall below 35 no it's a, it's no. a nintendo game it's well and truly a nintendo game in that matter um but yeah, yeah i've not played much of wind waker yet um not much wii u in general uh but in terms of other things like board games which we always talk about in this podcast yes no one's complained yet, so we should always <laughs> keep going. Um, 
I talked last week about how I introduced The Office to Splendor and to Portal, the board game. Yes. Um, yep. So this week, because Portal ended up being a bit too long, um, like we played a couple more games since the pod, since last week's podcast, and we ended up uh, running over our lunch break by a bit. Um, so we ditched that one, um, and instead I brought in Boss Monster Two, which easily fits within our lunch hour, and is really good. It was the first time I'd played Boss Monster 2, because I've had it sitting on my shelf since the Kickstarter. I think you're the same, Mike. I think you've still got yours in, like, shrink wrap. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know so if you back took, at all. I, I took it out today. Um, I don't know if, Paul, did you back Boss I Monster did not 2? back Boss Monster 2, because I don't own Boss Monster 1, and... You don't need to. Both you, get, both you guys have copies, and you're the only people I play board games with, so... That's true. That's a good reason. That's yep. a reason that I don't tend to abide by. Like, I have bought plenty of games that I will only ever play with Mike, but he owns. But, you know, it happens. See, and I just <laughs> will not buy a copy if the only people I'm going to play it with is you, because... Yeah, but I'm an idiot. We know this. You have to remember this. <laughs> I like spending money. Um, I know. But yeah, Boss Monster 2 is Boss Monster 1, but with all new cards... Um, there's a lot more variation in the cards like I didn't see any repeating things Um, like in the first boss monster there was a lot of you know kind of duplicates of cards uh, like in terms of rooms and heroes and things like that Uh, boss monster 2 has duplicates of abilities and like names of cards but then they have different artwork just even just slightly different artwork for each of them so it's good so it means you can have two rooms that do the same thing next to each other in your dungeon Uh, for people who don't know boss monster you play as a boss monster and you're building a dungeon out the heroes have to go through um and you do this by placing room cards and yeah so you can have the same room next to each other and in boss monster one it was just kind of like i have the same room next to each other that's just fucking weird design um but then in boss monster 2 you can have two of the same one next to each other and you look at them like oh they're still kind of different though it's not the same people standing in them or the same monster standing in them in the same place um, yeah. and I didn't feel like there was anything that was super overpowered or anything like that which I seem to remember there being a couple of cards in Boss Monster 1 that I felt that way about um, yeah. Uh, yeah there was one or two um, and yeah or there was a little bit of an imbalance because if you didn't get luck of the draw um, by the time you walked through the <sighs> So the game has normal heroes and is it epic heroes they call them? Yeah. That I played some games with, you know, with a full four complement, and depending just on the luck of the draw that the card the cards come out, mm-hmm. we were all getting hammered by the the epic heroes. That definitely happens. Um, I think we had a couple of games like that when we were travelling down to EGX. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Yeah. To be fair, we played so many games of it to EGX. Like yeah. We- I think Boss Monster 2 is probably a better game. Like, I feel like they eliminated a lot of that stuff just by every room has an ability, um, which I think all of them did in, or at least most of them did in the original Boss Monster, but all of them have abilities that tend to... Like, even with luck of the draw, generally you could do something to negate mm-hmm. at least, you know, one or two of the, the heroes attacking you. 
like maybe if you're being fucked over by your friends and you have like you know the strongest the strongest heroes coming after you then yeah you're probably not going to be able to defeat all of them because there's rooms that are things like destroy this room to get extra damage or destroy another room to do this or you know whatever yeah um yeah, but there's yeah. definitely a good kind of balance of it and you kind of need that you need the the epic heroes to still be dangerous because you need that ability to you know lure them or let them be lured to one of your opponents to fuck them over that kind of thing yeah yeah um and yeah it worked really well we only played the one game but it's it seems really good so i'm so gonna play more of that. i what i did with with my copy was i took um i actually took out the the shrink mm-hmm. and unboxed all the cards and had a look through the cards and things and i was finding i was coming to the same kind of conclusions you were coming to there as well there was a lot of cards I like the the look of and the effects. I love the artwork. I still like the artwork. It's fantastic. And I think the the artwork I think in in Boss Monster Two is actually better. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think part of it is uh, just because things aren't repeating as much. Like, I think yes, yeah. Like the base artwork is very similar, but there's more of it and there's more variation in all of it, which means that all of it has to be a little bit more detailed so they can add these variations in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's less of just like here's a single monster in what looks like the most basic 2D platformer level of all time. There's a lot more Mm of, you know, here's a bit more detail to that so that we can change it slightly in the other version of this card. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I do like some of the, uh, you know, some of the artwork where they're obviously, they're they're paying homage to a lot of, you know, classic 8-bit games and things like that. Um, And you you can clearly see some of the characters who it's meant to be but then they change the name yeah. so that you know the name's completely different or sometimes they they just reference the name and the artwork doesn't match the name yeah and it, it is it's oh, you know it was, is there was a really dumb hero that showed up man i can't remember now that was really funny but also there was <laughs> uh one of the bosses is called angstagoth he's the angstagoth and he's just Sephiroth. yes <laughs> <It's> yeah. Sephiroth. <laughs> which is really good um, yeah, he's the the one wing demon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I did see some of them. Now, did you? So, did you back it on Kickstarter as well? Yeah. So I have all the shiny so you, cards. Yeah. What do you think of the shiny cards, the foil cards? Yeah, they're alright. I I would have liked it. They're a little it, bit dull. Yeah, I would have liked it if it had just yeah. been the the character art that was shiny, not the full thing, like how the Pokemon yes. cards that they're obviously trying to emulate used to be, um, but yeah, I they're all right. It's not yeah. It's not the most impressive shininess of all time. No, um, no. In fact, I was one of the girls I was playing with at work. She even asked afterwards, "Is like, because I said, oh yeah, so I backed the Kickstarter and I got the foil one, uh, the foil bosses.'" And she said, "Oh, why didn't we use those?" I was like, "We were. Those were the ones we were using." And oh like, wow! Okay. There's the only ones we came with. <laughs> She's like, "Oh." Oh, I didn't really notice. Oh, no. It's like they're not no, that it, shiny, it really. Comes, <laughs> it comes with copies of the oh, does the foils come? and the normals. Yeah. Well, I seem to remember that, and then I only have the shiny ones, so I must have misplaced my other ones somewhere. Oh, I right. Don't know where. Uh, I like yeah, I there, there was some of the, the expansion. <laughs> uh, some of the other monsters. So there's a a dragon, uh, a big dragon, and he's called Smoke mm-hmm. or Smoak. The, the way that you spell, yeah, uh, smog. 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 Uh, smog. 
um, yeah, there's a, a Belladonna. There's a oh yeah, different ones as well. I got um, so I backed the the Boss Monster Digital as well yeah, when it came out for iOS and things like that. And yeah. um, one of the things I got was uh, another expansion called um, Paper and Pixels. Oh, nice. Um, and that's like a, an additional 14 cards to add to it. That's quite cool. Um, I would like, I mean, I need to buy the expansions for it at some point. Because I, yeah. I actually, the, the, sorry, on you go. Sorry, the Kickstarter version came with, they sent it a bit later, but I apparently at some point put them in my Boss Monster 2 box. Um, came with uh, a bunch of item cards, which was one of the expansions originally. Yes, uh, that's right, yeah. That was like um, what I think they sent later for the it was like a stretch goal or something um we yeah. played without the items but i seem to remember the items add quite a lot to that the yeah i haven't most of the games that i've played of boss monster i don't think i've used the the item expansion because you're always playing with someone that's kind of new to the game yeah that's that's definitely um, something that happens quite a lot yeah and the, the the items are fun if you if you want to kind of spice the game up and fuck things around a little bit because yeah. they do they, they do bring it um so that the game can be you know a bit munchkiny and and backstabby yes where exactly. not as much as munchkin um, no 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 it's which, definitely a, but which, a lot more about you screw over other players by you know putting that one extra treasure in your dungeon yes that lures the stuff they were trying to get yeah um but the the items tend to it, it brings it more backstabby, but it's the game that's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the game's being a, a bit of a bastard. Um, but the, the cool thing about the items though is they have a dual purpose. So when they first come out, they attach to a hero, mm-hmm. and it powers up the hero. There's some of the item cards as one of them in the the original expansion, which says that a hero that has this item ignores the first three dungeons or the first three rooms in your dungeon that sounds you know so they could break things. that's horrible yeah um but if you manage to beat that hero then or if you beat any hero that has an item the item becomes yours to use and there's a benefit and normally the benefit is more take that in nature it is you know you play this card and you can steal somebody else's souls, or you can give them more wound. You can give them your wounds and things like that. Yeah, it does put a over. bit more take that into. Yeah, it, it the the take that element comes into it a bit more. Um, but yeah, it was it was going through, uh, you know, my copy of Boss Monster Two, and I thought, yeah, I. The the main reason I didn't play Boss Monster Two was more with the way the Kickstarter had happened because we got our copies late. We, we ended up paying more for our copies than they were through retail and I think we got our copies like two weeks after retail had it out for the for sale oh so they so they kind of went back in all their words you know from the campaign and I was so I was a little bit disillusioned and so I never played normally when I get a Kickstarter I'll take it out and I'll have a look and I'll make an effort to play it and I think for a week or so I was a bit disillusioned so I didn't and then we had more games coming through and things like that. Yeah. And I think it was close to Essen, possibly as well. So then <laughs> I had like a shitload of games there. Yeah. Um. So I've I've never really went back to it. But um. Yeah. So then I need to see if I can get a game of that pretty soon. 
Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. It's Boss Monster is still a really fun game, and I do feel that Boss Monster Two rebalances it in a very good way. Um, I might play a game of like base Boss Monster, like Boss Monster One, at some point again, just to try to remind myself about it, because it has been a while since I played yeah. it. Like, yeah, I've I think I played it once or twice since EGX, but that time we went to EGX was definitely the most I've ever played Boss Monster, mm -hmm. just because that the whole train journey down was just Boss yeah. Monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a fun break. We need to do that again. Yes. Or all go to Essen. Exactly, yep. Well, I'm already on my way there. I've got the, the, the hotel booked and everything, so just... <laughs> Don't convince him to spend money. Can we share a hotel oh, wait, room? That's... I know it's your honeymoon and stuff, but you know, it won't be weird. Yeah. No, no, not It'll at all. It'll just be like EGX. <laughs> Exactly. You can, you can share a bed with Paul again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that EGX hotel was the worst. Oh, oh the things you do at go to games cons, eh? Man, that I know, was I know. the worst. That was fun. Yes, um, it was. It was. It was good fun. Yeah. So I did play other games. Um, go through these a bit quickly because we're going a bit late now. Um, I played Draco Magi, which is the first time I played that in a long time. That was another Kickstarter thing. Um, cool. Me and Paul both really like that game. Uh, I played it with the expansion, which uh, showed up from Kickstarter a while ago, but I hadn't actually played yet. Um, it adds just a, it just adds a bunch more uh, dragons. So uh, for people who don't know, Draco Magi is like a really simple dueling game. We're both set, yeah. uh, both players get the same, you know, different colors, but it, an identical deck of dragons. Yes. And you shuffle them, and three kind of uh, areas come out into play, kind of like in like Smash Up or something like that. And you're battling over those, uh, over those areas, and it happens in two phases. First, there's the flight phase where you're placing dragons down out of your hand, and you can use flying attacks on any dragon that is on the other side of that base. Uh, and so you yep. go through it, wiping out people's dragons back and forth, fighting over these. Once everyone's hands is em are empty, then you go into the melee phase where all the dragons that have landed safely fight against each other and the winner gets to claim the gem that is on that area. And then the game ends when someone has either three of the same colour gem or one of three different colours of gem or, you know, that there's a bunch of different things you can win. Uh, but usually it's pretty quick. Like, it's... it's rarely lasts more than like two rounds because there's not a lot of colors for the gems so very quickly they kind of come up as you know you only need three or four to win really because if you have four of any color you win and like it only really lasts any longer than that it never really lasts any longer than like three rounds at most because every round some you know there's three areas that are going to get claimed and almost yep. all of them have gems. So everyone's going to get you know, a minimum of one uh, area every game, every round, really. Sometimes that doesn't happen. You get three in one go, in which case you're just going to fucking win the second round. So it's really short. Um, yep. But the expansion just adds more dragons and some drafting rules that the original game didn't really have. Um, which is kind of cool. So right. a bunch of the, the dragons from the base game are just 
considered like normal dragons and then a bunch of other ones are considered special dragons and then the expansion adds a bunch more special dragons and you separate the special dragons out by color and then you can either there's like a bunch of different ways you can draft them and you shuffle all the regular ones together and then decide how you're going to get ones from the random ones uh, or from the special ones. We just did random draft, so we just shuffled together all the special ones, took out the number we had to do, and shuffled them into the main deck. But it meant we had different decks from each other, which is something that Draco Magi didn't really have before. Draco Magi was very much just, you have identical decks, it's entirely, there's still luck from your, what you draw, but you know, it's, you kind of know what can come up. But we were kind of like not 100% sure what could come up because we hadn't seen these expansion cards yet. Um, right, yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it adds a lot of variation that Draco Magi desperately needed. Um, it doesn't add much in the way of like additional rules or anything like that, but um, I've got the expansion here. It says it adds 16 new dragons for each side and 5 new battlefields, which doesn't the battlefields don't really change things up as much, but the dragons definitely do. Uh, the one downside about this expansion, which I think I talked about before... Um, is the card stock which is significantly worse than the base game was oh that's not good. yeah the base game was really you get used to it pretty it's... quickly but it's like it's not it's still not bad it's just i guess it's just really different i just prefer like the the originals had the kind of um not laminated being you know, the kind of almost kind of plasticky feeling like laminated cards that are still kind of thin but they yeah. they feel good and they feel smooth around the corners and they just they feel very like sturdy. Um, they kind of they usually kind of have the kind of a lot of Kickstarter games have them. They have the kind of light kind of almost like cross hatching across them almost. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you like you'll have plenty of games that are like that. Um, yeah. The cards that came in the expansion are just a kind of they're pretty thick card to be fair, but they feel like very roughly cut out. They're not as as well made in that way. Um, and they're very different it's weird because it's very they're very different from the base game but from what i understand they're only very different from the base kickstarter game i believe the oh. version they shipped to stores used the same stock as what they're using for the expansion but right. what they did was when you back the kickstarter which it means that you probably show luck if you're i think you might be able to buy or apply for this on their own website um, if you buy, if you backed it on Kickstarter for the expansion, I told them you had you backed on Kickstarter. First, you got a discount if you backed the original Kickstarter, so that's good. Um, but the second thing is they sent you replacement cards for all the game, all the cards in the base game, except for the oh. battlefields because the battlefields it doesn't actually matter. But the all the regular cards, the dragon cards, so you're not shuffling through your deck and going, oh, I can tell from the feel of this, this is one of the new dragons, this is one of the old dragons, because they replaced them all. Which is quite good. Okay. Um, I like that. Um, I definitely like the feel of the original ones better. And I think if I'm ever going to play it without the expansion, I would go back to them. But I can't imagine myself playing it without the expansion at this point. Because it, it, it doesn't add a lot to it. But what it does add is variation. Which definitely yeah, helps enough. quite a lot. Um, yeah, and it's weird. And it's, I also can't believe they didn't actually bother naming the expansion anything interesting. It's literally just called Draco Magi Expansion 1. Which is pretty good. <laughs> um, I kind of like that in a weird way, but it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it if people like the base game. Uh, 
I'm now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure you can go on their website and say, like, if you have bought the expansion, I'm pretty sure you can like apply for, hey, I bought the original version of this game on Kickstarter that has the old card stock, and they'll send you a, a kind of replacement fix up for them. Um, yeah, yeah. Which it, it needs because they feel very different, um, and it can kind of give away. It can give away some of your strategy because, if, you know your opponent could probably just look at your hand and see the difference in cards and know, oh, he has some new dragons in his hand right now. Which won't make much difference, but, you know, it could. It could. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the one other thing I played was Star Wars Rebellion. The game that Ooh. will probably come up in our board game of the year at the end of the year a lot. Yes. I would have to imagine. Um one that I'll actually be able to contribute to for once rather than just shouting Mysterium's pretty good like I did last year. <laughs> um, yeah, Star Wars Rebellion. This was the first time I'd played it with... Like, I've only played that game like two or three times. Um, this was the first time I'd played it with someone that had already played it. Oh, okay. So we both knew what we were doing and there was a bit more strategy to it. And there was a bit more... I mean, there's always a bit of strategy to it. So it's not that hard to pick up. There's a lot of it, and it takes a long time, but it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, Like, Fantasy Flight did a great job with that rulebook, just being like... We've talked about tons on here already, but, you know, it has all the basics in there, and it gets you started. Um, yeah. So we played with the advanced rules, where instead of having the start-up uh, recommended, here's where the planets go, here's where the Empire starts oh. with all their stuff... We did the, yes. you take out a bunch of cards from the probe deck, or shuffle the probe deck, take some of the cards out of the probe deck. If it has a rebellion uh, symbol on it, that's where you start putting rebellion troops. If it has a empire symbol on it, that's where you start putting empire troops. Um, and that was really fun. That changes, it doesn't change up a lot because there's still only a, like a handful of planets that can be empire planets and can be rebel planets. So it changes the starting order a little bit, but not a massive amount. Um, but also, we had like the closest game um, that only came down to uh, a misjudgment of how the Death Star works. Because the Death Star can't retreat. But also, you need to end all uh, battles when you've started a battle, which means basically if Death Star can't retreat, the other side has to either lose all their ships slowly with this or blowing them up or retreat yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. so what happened was I was the Empire and I'd started slowly invading everything on the board and I didn't know where his base was I'd kind of narrowed it down to like a couple of different sections of the board um, but more importantly he had two different planets that every time we were building stuff was giving him uh, and also he had cards that let him build stuff faster they were letting him build uh, calamari cruisers, like the biggest cruisers the rebels have. That were they're super oh, right, strong, yeah. do a shit ton of damage, really good. And also, he was amassing all of his army on the rebel base. So the moment I found the rebel base, I had to have a really sizable army to wipe it out, or else I was dead. Um, and I didn't really have that anywhere because what happens with empire is you get a ton of troops, but you're taking up so much space, you end up spreading yourself thin, and so the rebels can kind of build this massive little ball. And just kind of strike at you, or defend in the last ditch effect, and hope that you can't get enough troops up there to reinforce. Um, which is kind of how they balance it, and it worked really well. So what happened was, 
I was aiming, I was going up for um, I think it was Mon Calamari actually, which is the one of the planets that gives you Calamari cruisers, and so I was like, I need to stop him from getting these really good ships because he's going to win. Um, it probably won't help too much because it's only two turns or. I think it was four turns till the one, but I knew he probably had a couple of objectives that he was ready to cash in in the next couple of turns. So it was right. probably going to be pretty quick. Um, so I moved the bulk of my army up to the Mon Calamari place and took my Death Star with me. And then it turned out that was the rebel base. And so he revealed oh. it, brought everything out there, and he... It was this weird thing where he had a ton of shield generators and um, the air turrets. I think it's the air turrets that negate red, I think it's one or two red attacks every turn with them. Uh So he was actually negating all the damage my Death Star could do. So he wiped out the rest of my ships, but he couldn't wipe out the Death Star. Ah, which, so you just needed to get the activation for the Death Star. Which is what happened. So what happens is, it didn't really matter either way what we agreed should happen, because it doesn't really explain too well in the rules, is that his ships should retreat. Like, that's what should happen, because they can't do any damage. The battle has to end. You shouldn't really be keeping ships in the same area of different types, because it means you're going to have to battle every turn, and mm-hmm. if the battle can't end, it's kind of pointless and really silly. So we agreed his ships should retreat. So he retreated, took some of his ground units with him, because I only had a couple of ground units, because I wasn't expecting you know, the entire rebel base there. Uh, and I blew up the rebel planet and won. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things that nice. he misjudged it, because he thought that he could, if he was negating the damage of the Death Star, then the Death Star wouldn't be able to fire or anything like that. And it's like, no, Death Star can stop fire. That doesn't... The Death Star can't yeah. retreat. I think the main thing he thought was Death Star would have to retreat, because he was defending uh, but the Death Star can't retreat that is the one thing that is in the rules um, yeah so the, the, I think one of the other things as well is it kind of strongly advises you that you should be thinking about getting your your oh, rebel yeah. base and getting the fuck out of there oh, yeah, the minute the, so if he had the, moved, the Death Star shows up so the rebels always have There's uh, we've explained the rules of this before but um, both sides have four cards in their starting hand that repeat so you bring them back into your hand every time you use them. Uh, one yep. of those for the rebels is move the base. Um, so he could have moved his base, uh, and if he yeah kind of he thought if he had known he would have moved his base and he would have probably actually won the game because I wouldn't have known where the fuck he was. I still didn't know where he was. Like I didn't know until the rebel base showed up. Um, but if he'd moved it, I probably would have lost. Like pretty simply. Like I controlled a lot of the board, but it's one of those things where. I didn't have a lot of reason to drop ground troops on a lot of the kind of outskirts planets because uh-huh. I was pretty sure he was kind of in these certain areas. So if he'd moved, I would have too much ground to be able to actually, you know, check all of. Um, so yeah, it was just a misjudgment of how Death Star works that kind of turned the game. Uh, yeah. But it was super close, really good. Like one of the most tense games I've ever played. It took like three hours. It was a good <laughs> afternoon. Um but yeah, I, Star Wars Rebellion, fantastic game. Love that game so much. Cool. Um, and that was everything I played. Cool. I think, probably. Well, I, I haven't played too much. Um, I did play, I think I mentioned last week on the podcast that I bought it, so I played a little bit of it, um, and that was Elite Dangerous on Xbox One. Yes. Yeah. That 
game is absolutely stunning. Yes. But I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Yeah. I keep getting bored mm-hmm. in it. I actually, when you mentioned this last week, I actually played like five minutes of, well, I say five minutes. It's one of those games you play for like an hour, and then you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to turn this off. Um, I played Yeah, there's no... But... There's no tutorial or... Well, there is kind of tutorial missions that show you how to do space combat, how to dock into a space station and how to take off from a space station. And that's fine, but there's no... So you go into... You're right, I'm ready to play a a game now. So I went into... I said, right, I'll do solo play. And I start off on like a moon base and I take off and then there's all these notifications pinging in on my ship and there's nothing that says to view your notifications look here to review your weapon setup look you know there's none of that so you're trying to figure it out and it's i eventually turned it off just because i felt overwhelmed yeah because for me like i found it i didn't find that stuff too difficult because um it makes people other things where i'm using a flight stick on my PC and so it kind of feels somewhat natural for like the buttons and stuff like that for how to do it um, right but then also like the bit for me where I always think I'm going to play some elite, like I bought a flight stick for that game um, and I play it a bit and I really like the way the ships handle the combat's really fun I'm really bad at it but the combat's really fun flying around a spaceship's really cool like I was saying like docking is one of the most fun things in that game like docking your ship on a space station is so much like so fun um uh-huh. yeah but then i don't know what to do like if i land on places like i don't know you can trade you can go do these missions to collect things or deliver things and it's like where do i deliver them i don't know a fucking space station that's four jumps away and it's like why would i, I don't really get much money for that and it's like yeah we'll fucking do it and it's just <clears> this weird kind of grindy thing um and I go. I don't get the same sense of like exploration from it that I do from uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to try Arena, which is the space combat mode. Yeah, that, that seems to be quite. Yeah. Fun. Um, because it, yeah, the combat seems quite fun. Um, because I've had a couple of ships show up and I was shooting them and things like that, so that was quite cool. Yeah, definitely. So I might try that and see how I get on with that because you're. And it might be a better progression, you know, once you're kind of uh, used to the the flight controls a lot better and just the weapon controls and things like that, the rest of the stuff might just be come natural, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I'll see how that goes. Um, we need to get Ben I, on to talk about that, actually, because he, he was playing a lot of that no longer. Maybe we should, yeah. To, maybe he can explain to us why it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, other than that, what else did I play? I played a little bit more No Man's Sky, but not much to really talk about. Um, mucked around with some Dirt Rally. Um, oh shit! I played Dirt. I played a lot of Dirt Rally. Yeah, didn't you speak about that last week? I did. I don't really have yes. much more to add, I guess. But I played more <laughs> Dirt Rally. I'm still really bad at it. I ended up giving up and adding some of the turning some of the um, assists back on because I stupidly turned them all off to see how I do. As it turns out, right. badly. That's that's how I do. Nice. Um, I I wouldn't do much better. I am terrible at simulation style racers. Yeah, it is so simulation. <laughs> it's a lot of fun though. 
It's very pretty. It is also very pretty. That's accurate. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about it. I played it for a little bit. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mike, what were you saying? I, no, that's... Uh, no, that that was fine. I played a, a, a little bit more of that. Um, game's still awesome. Uh, it's still good. Um, I played a bit more of Sentinels of the Universe on iOS. So I don't know if I spoke about this. I know before that when I have played it I played it on I had a, uh, the Amazon version or the Android version uh, from my Kindle yep. um, I then did I bought it uh, not that long ago for iOS um, because what they did was they brought it out on phones you can now play it on phones mm-hmm. so they've redesigned the game because the, the game if you've ever played the physical card game you couldn't there's no you know, you'd struggle to imagine it being on a phone because the screen's so small. Yeah, um, yeah but they it scrolls have, quite a bit. Yeah, so they, they've um, fixed that and you can now get it on, you know, mobile devices. And if you buy it on iOS, you can use it on your iPad. So you get the iPad version and you get the, the iPhone version. And they, they were doing a special sale to celebrate the launch, so I bought it then. Um, so I fiddled about with it a little bit, um, but I played properly today and over the weekend. Um, one of the the characters that I used, so I think we spoke a bit about the characters before, but one of the characters I used was a character called Guys, and Guys is their homage to Deadpool. Yeah. So the character breaks the fourth wall all the time. He, you know, he's reaching out of his cards when you play the cards. Um to activate the cards you need to high five all the players around the room and shout woohoo and you know kind of fun things like that and you get really cool um effects on the cards they really they do really cool things if you do this um and so using him and uh fighting so every car every boss in the game or sorry every hero in the game has kind of a nemesis and so I was fighting his nemesis with a team of three other play uh, heroes, and the environments. So there was a, there's a really cool environment called I think it's the something of the enclaves. I don't have it with me, so I can't remember what it is. Um, and but it's a really colourful um, alien landscape, and it's very reminiscent of early um, Jack Kirby stuff. You know, so kind of when. Yeah. They were doing, you know, the final, fa- uh, the Fantastic Four, and they were going to the kind of weird planets and meeting all the the, the aliens and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's this colourful golden age of comics thing, and in the video game version, it's got this wacky music that goes with it as well, and the whole thing just worked really well, and it was a really enjoyable duel, an enjoyable game that I played. Um, the the, so the digital version is that's it now got all of the the season pass one content that it was ever that it, it was intended to have so the game is complete for the time being mm-hmm. and it is they've done it really well the the iPhone version or the mobile version is really comfortable to use so it uh, you play the game in landscape you uh, sorry in portrait it's not in landscape and the game automatically uh, flips and switches 
and to give you the best view of all the cards that you can see so you can see all the cards you can see all the heroes and the villains and it works really really well um, it doesn't yeah it doesn't look cramped at all I think when it was on special I think I'd said to you Kieran to, to buy it I don't know if you did didn't. I meant to it was that annoying <laughs> thing where um, I went to buy it and for some reason Apple was like you have to verify your account because you haven't bought something in a while. So you put your oh. credit card number in. And I was like, I don't have my credit card now. Right here. Why the fuck? Oh, I yes, I remember. And I was like, I'll do this tomorrow. And then I didn't. And then I forgot about it and never bought it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was playing that and really, really enjoyed that today. Um, so that was quite cool. Um, I have in also just the last thing about um, so on the video game side. Uh, I have just downloaded and booted up Forza Horizon um, because that has just come free uh, on Games for Gold or Games with Gold or whatever Microsoft calls it. Uh, Games with Gold. GWG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It looks, it still looks a business. Forza Horizon is fucking fantastic. Yeah. We're, oh we're, yeah, my favorite racing game series. I I didn't play two. I still don't play two except for EGX. Um, actually, I know. I think I played. I might play. No, that was Forza Five. I played your game of your stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. But like that first Forza Horizon is one of my favorite racing games. Like it's it's up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Up there Easily. with like Burnout Paradise and Burnout uh, Two. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it still looks quite good. Um, so, uh, interesting to see that. Um, a lot of the 360 games, I think, uh, I don't know if I mentioned before that I I'd bought um, SSX when it became backwards compatible. So I've got a physical disc version somewhere, but I'd, uh, it was only £5 for the, you know, to buy the, the digital version. Yeah. And yeah. that still looks quite good as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good game. It's a good looking game. Yeah. I remember um, so, yeah, so Forza Horizon still looks good, and that is six years ago as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. there you go. Um, there. So, I'll let you know how I get on with that because I will spend some time with that. Um, yeah. It's on, yeah, it is. Um, so, I probably won't spend that much time with it because three's mm. out soon. <laughs> um, on the sort of board game side of things, uh, it has been a bit of a Kickstarter bit for me. Um, so playing Kickstarter games and things. Uh, one of the games that I backed on on Kickstarter was the final expansion for Sentinels of the Universe, mm-hmm. which was called which is called Oblivion. Now the game itself or the expansion itself is only going to come out in January. But one of the things that was uh, you could get was the the fifth anniversary because it's the fifth anniversary that the game came out, um, and it's uh, the, a file collection. So one of the things that they've done with the game is that you've got all the heroes and they brought out variants, um, so you know variant cards for the heroes, and all it would do the base. Um, deck of cards for each hero would stay the same but the variants would give you various things that you could do Um, so for example uh, you know one of the characters is called Legacy and um, his base power, the base power on his hero card 
is that at the start of the, you know, or on his turn until his next turn comes around, he would increase the damage dealt by all other heroes by one. So it's kind of a support role, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but then they would, what they would do is they'd bring out the variant cards, and the variants would be maybe the he- same hero from another universe, or um, in, the t- in the case of Legacy, the backstory was that um, Legacy are like a, a family of superheroes, and it passes down from generation to generation. So um, the the current legacy, the one that you know, um, his dad was called America's Greatest Legacy, mm-hmm. and so they bring out this variant card, and it's just a so it looks like you know Legacy's dad, and he's dressed up. His outfit is a bit more um, kind of fifty style, uh, a bit like um, vintage Captain America. Yeah, you kind of yeah. you, you imagine that, um, and his power changes, so his power then becomes. Um, he can give another hero, let them regain one, one HP, and they can use a power. So all the variants, you know, they they, they just give you an extra power to start with. Um, cool. And over over the course of the game, they have brought out um, oh god, this the, near. Uh, I think uh, every character has at least one variant. There's some characters that have like three or four. So this, um, the fifth anniversary uh, foil, what it did was it took every single hero card, whether it be the hero card from the base game or the variants, and they've created foil versions of them. And also um, there were some uh, cards that came out and they were limited edition and they would have been maybe for backers of Kickstarters or... Um, they did. They made special promo cards for Gen Con. They did special promo cards for charity and things like yeah. that as well. It seems like kind of so, you can do that with. Yeah, so, but what they've done is they've reprinted all of these, and to keep the the limited edition cards, the limited edition, they've done alternative artwork for all the foils. Um, and that arrived today. So I got a, a box. It's a little square box, and it's got over 100 cards and it's all oh, he- hero variants yeah it's still many cards and, yeah they, they look absolutely stunning as well that's great um, and but the one of the cool things though is there's about maybe 30 or 40 of these cards that are all for the new characters in the game mm-hmm. that hasn't been released yet so you're actually getting a little bit of a preview uh, where you can see what the the character cards look like and some of the powers are going to be. That sounds cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was quite cool. So um, I will let you guys see it when uh, when you come over as well because it is uh, it is it really cool. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, Sentinels is it's still one of my favorite games to play, um, either you know digitally or physically and uh, with people or alone as well. So um, really cool. Yeah. So you need we need to check that out as well. Um, and also, uh, I think you can still get a free version of Sentinels in the Multiverse as well. I think it's called Learn to Play, yeah. and it you, lets you play. You can. I've actually just went online looking up to see how much it was. <laughs> so I'm looking directly at the Learn to Play section. Yeah. Um, download it. Have a look. I cannot recommend it enough. I've spoken about it. I 
don't know how many times in the podcast as well. Um, and we might play on Saturday as well, just to try I'd be, I'd and be sell you further on yeah, it. I'd be up for playing it. Cool. Add that to the list. Yeah, the growing like list. <laughs> the, like a thousand games we're going to play in the five or six hours will be there, if that. Yes. <laughs> the ever-growing list. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things, uh, we already spoke about Boss Monster and Boss Monster 2. One of the things that came out this week, and um, Brotherwise Games didn't really make much, they didn't shout much about it. Normally anything happens, they let all their Kickstarters know, and, um, you know, that there's uh, big trumpets and everything. Yeah. But they brought out a new expansion. Oh. Yeah, I didn't um, know about this till you posted the picture of it. Yeah, so it came out I think two weeks ago, um, and I didn't see any physical copies of it, so I don't know if it took them a little while, you know, for um, them to arrive in shops. But it's uh, it's another expansion, and um, it comes in a little box like Tools of Hero Kind to make it look like a, an old Game Boy box, an old Game Boy cartridge box. Yeah, and it it's called um, Crash Landing. The biggest thing this game does is it expands the base game to allow for five to six players. Yeah, oh. this this seems cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, know how well that'd work, but it seems cool. So what it does, um, the uh, it adds another treasure type into the game. Okay. So you know how you've got money, you've got. Uh, all the different um, treasure there's types. Money. There's cleric stuff, which I forget the actual name for it, but I always call it cleric stuff. Um, yes, there's uh, swords and books, spell books. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember all the stuff that they call them, but I yeah, played this it. yesterday. I should remember all these. Yeah, I don't remember where they are. <laughs> there's there's books, there's swords, there's the cleric thing, and then there's money. The, the religious artifact, I think, is yes. what they call the cleric. Sure, one. that makes sense. Um, cleric thingy. Yeah. So, crash landing is that the it adds another treasure type, and it's the alien artifact. Oh, that's so good. the the card. Yes, the whole thing it, it, about this one is it's a kind of space based. So I'm just going to get some of the cards out so I can tell you, that makes you some sense, of the things because, like, as well. Almost all the stuff in that game, well not almost all of it, but a large amount of stuff in that game was already based on Metroid. So it yes. makes sense to have more alien stuff in it. Um, I yeah. actually, you may hear me rummaging around cards just now, as Mike is also doing. Uh, I'm actually looking through my base copy of Boss Monster because there was something about two that I noticed that I can't remember if one had. So I'm double checking the cards. In two, there's some of the epic heroes have two types of loot they'll go after. Yes. Um, yeah. Does the base game have that as well? Uh. No, I, I didn't. Think, I don't see no, it. I don't I, think it does. No. Yeah. Well, so you have like dual class heroes in the in boss monster two. So you have one that'll be like, uh, like a mage knight. So he goes after spell books and also swords. So whoever yeah. has the most of those combined gets it. So yes, it kind of encourages yeah, you to. So, like, if someone has five swords, but someone has three books and two swords, it's a draw. It's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The um, it also adds in uh, boss monster two. Also adds in dark heroes, doesn't it? Yeah, that didn't really come up in ours very much, but um, yes, there's dark heroes, uh, dark yeah. heroes and light heroes, which, if nothing else, like 
I believe there are some gameplay changes to them somewhere. All the dark hero, all the dark hero does is, um, depending on you know the symbol that he has, so the the treasure that he's after. So he's after the the swords. Anyone can get rid of a a room. You know, any room you can get rid of any room with that symbol, the, the same corresponding symbol, and it it gives him more health. Yeah, so you can yeah. basically sacrifice cards or you know cards from your dungeon or cards from your hand to heal a a hero that's in an opponent's dungeon. Yeah, that didn't really like it was there, but we didn't. It didn't really end up getting used. You could use like once in our game or right. something like that. Um, but we the main difference for them for just like aesthetically is they're evil looking so like instead of yeah instead of a cleric it's a vampire that kind of yeah. thing instead of a a fighter or a warrior it's a barbarian um mm-hmm. that kind of thing um and they have great artwork so yeah but yeah, yeah. They, they have they all have that kind of ability on them as well yeah so yeah um so the aesthetic with the the new one is you know it's kind of alien the sort of space metroid yeah. kind of ideas um, one of the the new boss monsters that you can be is called Clonos, and what his uh, power, uh, what his level is, um, you can choose another boss from everyone that's playing, and you can take that power, and that's the power that you'll have for the rest of the game. That's great. Um, there's a, I'm just having a look. Um, you know, there's a trap room called Alien Ooze, and there's Decoy Gardens. Uh, Frostman Lander is a monster room called Alien Swarm, and uh, the picture of it is these little aliens. There's three rows of aliens, so it looks like Space Invaders, um, kind of things like that. Yeah. The yeah, um, so that's kind of the aesthetic of it, you know. So it's more space. There's uh, uh, one of the new heroes is an explorer, and he's called Doug O'Shea. He's an ace pilot. And he looks like a little dog. Um, <laughs> there, yeah. There's a, a hero, and uh, he looks like a, a space fighter, and he looks like he's African American, and he's called Lindo Calari. Don't know what um, that's to, but I yeah. something good. Yeah. Um, there's a, a little character that looks like uh, Earthworm Jim, uh, called Andromeda James. <laughs> You know, so the hero, the the humor and everything is there as well, which is quite cool. Um, the biggest thing uh, that how so how they modify the game for five to six players as well is so they've obviously added this new faction or this new treasure um, in, but uh, you know how in a normal game you would get up to five wounds, and if you got five wounds, you would die. Yeah. Yep. No longer. Oh. You can take as you can take as many wounds as you want. Okay. So okay. Is it just um, the first ten, or does it change? Well, it's the the game ends when somebody gets to ten, but then the winner is the per, is the the net score. So you net your your souls against your wounds. Okay. So you take your to, you take your total souls. So if you finished if you ended the game, you'd have ten souls. But let's say you took seven wounds. So you have your net. Your net result is three. That sounds quite good. Yeah, um, it's, it's a smart way of handling that compared to because if they have up to was it adds two more players. Yes. So if it has up to six players, 
then it could. Yeah, you know. could have people dropping out a lot quicker, and then yeah, definitely. You know, so you could have two people out the game, and there's still a game of four going on. Yeah, exactly. It could still yeah. take a while for it to go. Like as yeah. it is, it's pretty uncommon for anyone to really get wiped out until close to the end and boss monster yes. with four people. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, that's a smart way of handling that rather than just going, oh no, it takes 10 wounds to kill you now, but you're trying to get 15 points or something like that. Being like, oh no, it's just balance. That's quite a smart way of handling yeah. it. I like that. Um, yeah, they've, yeah. What they've also done as well is the bait phase has changed. So the way that used to work is when the heroes come into town, you know, the hero goes to, if it's the, the cleric, he goes to the person who has the most little crosses yeah, um, but yeah, cleric things. But if two people were tied for the amount of cleric things, then the hero would just stay in town. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. The heroes are now split, so so they're shared. So um, you know, if you've got two heroes, uh, two clerics in town and they're staying, then um, they will. And there's there's two heroes with the same you know cleric things then they'll get one each. Um, if, for example, there's three, uh, there's only two people and there's three of them, then uh, the, the, the most recent the most recent of them, so they would both still get one each, but the third one um, would stay in town. But, the you know, the most recent of the three would stay in town. What if... Uh... It was a three-way tie, and there was only two heroes. Then the heroes go to uh, the heroes go to the based. yes. Yeah, they go to the hero with the most experience. They go to the boss dungeon with the most experience. Yeah, then second sense. most. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, it looks it from you know having a look through it. It adds. Um, you know, a new faction, um, the new treasure type, which is quite cool. Some new heroes. You've got some, uh, I think there's some items flung in there as well. So it adds everything um, and it expands it to, you know, up to six players, which is quite cool as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely play with like five or six players more often than I play with four. Um, yeah. It's part of the reason I don't get to play a lot of boss monster is don't tend to play you know to have time for just four player uh -huh. games and I don't yeah I'm not super into that game as a two player game like it, it works and it works well but it, it just doesn't really do it for me yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't have the same feel does it yeah it's not like and we're we always bring I always bring this game up it's not like Splendor which Splendor works so well as a two player game three player game or four player game it just scales uh -huh. perfectly Boss Monster yeah. works really well as a three or four player game two-player game it's just kind of it's okay but it's not like i wouldn't call yeah. it bad it's just it's not really the point of that game for me uh-huh yeah uh, yeah actually i uh, i played uh, we played a game of splendor this weekend as well um or last weekend uh, rather uh, we were looking for something to do um to kill some time and so we ended up getting splendor out played a two-player game of that that is, I think that's the first time I've ever played a two-player game of Splendor. It is one of my favourite ways to play that game. Um, I, yeah, it was, 
I found it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I I do like a four player game though. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a very different feeling, but I think they both are. They both feel great. Like it works yeah. really well for both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I I, yeah, ended up doing really well in that one. Um, I, you know, it is one of my one of my games that I think I'm quite good at. Um, yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, in, uh, there's a guy in my office that, since we started playing, has gotten so good at that game. Like he's just, uh, he's just I, too good. Yeah, it is one of those games that you can. You know, after playing it a few times, if you find a strategy, you know you can you can kind of employ that strategy all the time, which is what I tend to do, and it seems to work. Um, and I have a lot of fun playing it, and I don't even I don't even think I've lost once on the you know on the um, the digital version of it as well. Um, I still need to play more of that digital version. Like I played a game or two on it, but it's never. It hasn't stuck with me the way it probably should have. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't played it in a while. Um, you know, I've been sidetracked with Pokemon Go and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I need to get back on that. But uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about as well was a another board game expansion um, that came out uh, this week. And I picked it up and it's the new Smash Up expansion. What is the new one? How many? There's so got the, like a thousand of them at this point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the new Smash Up expansion is called Cease and Desist. Okay. So what they've done is... Um... It's Sorry? It's Nintendo shutting you down. <laughs> <laughs> Making DMC so they requests have... on all of your YouTube videos. Yeah. They, they've got four, um, four new factions, as usual. And... Uh, so the four factions that they have, I'm just going to get them out because they've called them funny things, but you you know what they are. They've got the um, the Astro Knights. So the Astro Knights, they have um, <laughs> various um, characters in them. Um, they've got the the Space Knight, and it's a kind of knights that walk around. They've got long braided hair. They wear cloaks, and they've got like laser swords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they've uh, they've also got scoundrels, walking carpets, um, ghost knights, and one of the things they do is they use the fours, as in the number four. Yeah, makes sense. Ah, uh, yep. That's an original concept. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, of, yeah. So there are obviously those are um, parodying Star Wars. They've also got the um, the Star Roamers. Uh, the, the star roamers are um, people that uh, float around space and explore things. Uh, they've got um, the ensign. Uh, the ensign is a minion who wears a red shirt, and his <laughs> power his power is that um, if one of your other minions is going to attack, you can sacrifice him in his place. Just like in Munchkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there is. I'm just looking for some of the cards because um, some of the cards' names are quite cool. There's one of the cards that allows you to sort of move minions from one base to another, and the name of the card is Port Me Up. <laughs> there is a uh, mass teleport. They've got protector fields. Um, yeah. So they're, obviously they're taking uh, the make out of 
Star Trek. Yeah. There is the the Ignobles. So the Ignobles are um, it's all about the game of kingly seats. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so they've got the sneak, the sneaky squire. Um, there is a, a minion who is betrothed, and you can give control of this minion to another player. Um, there is a minion who is the foot of the king. Uh-huh. There is an, and there's another minion who's the aunt of Drake's. <laughs> um, I like smashing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there is an action that allows you to destroy a minion you own and all minions with less power on the same base and it's called the red birthday party uh, <laughs> are you not feeling this no uh, um, I like the, the last I like the pair was just like hey it's bears and Russians yeah yeah, no, I do like that, but I, I like this one because it is, you know, no, it's, it's slightly it cheeky, right, yeah. having fun. Um, they've got the the Changer Bots is the final new faction. <laughs> uh, the, the Changer Bots, there is uh, a female, it looks like a female, a pink female, um, and she changes into a bicycle. She's called Huffy. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> there is a, like a, a big, um, a big, robot and he's called bruiser and he changes into a tank uh there is one that looks like he changes into a flying thing called solar shout star star scream anyone yeah uh and there is an action uh one of the action cards and it's simply called the touch (laughs) so you've got the touch um, yes, yeah, so uh, looking, they, they seem to do um, fun things as well. Um, I haven't really played much with them, so um, you know I can't really go into how they, they play and things. Um, but kind of the aesthetic and the humour and everything is quite cool. Um, so looking forward to getting to using that as well. I still need to use the the last faction that came out earlier this year as well, which was the. Um, that was all the four factions that you voted on called mm-hmm. It's Your Fault. Yeah. Um, so Smash Up now has 46 oh factions. I still haven't bought any expansions for that game. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. I, I, I thought you'd... Bu- have you not bought any at all? I don't think so. No. I don't get Smash Up to the table very much. To be fair, like as much as I like that game, uh, I think I only ever play it when I am playing board games with you. Right. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I. It doesn't come out that much. I haven't played. Yeah. I haven't played much of it um, as well, but it is. I do love. I love that game yeah. and uh, the yeah. expansions. You know, I I just pick them up as they come out as well. It's one of those games um, actually that I've been kind of having an itch to play again recently, like it and. Uh, King of Tokyo. Oh right, yeah. wow. Which I've not played in. Ages. Yeah. Yeah, I played. I'm trying to think. The last time I played King of Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a while ago. But yeah, Smash Up is. It's just one of those. It's quite easy to teach and play. Um, yeah. Well, definitely. And. Yeah. 
I think it's because it, it plays, you know, it is, it's a four-player game, which is another one of the downfalls of it. They, they But you can... You know, that there are some games where if you've got enough cards and components and stuff, you can push it to, like, five players. Yeah. And I've put... Smash Up, you can push it to five players. Um, and I've seen it. I've played it with five players. It's okay. I've heard... Um, you know, if you have a look on the websites and things, that there are people that say, yeah, you can push it to six, seven, eight, but then you end up in a situation where the bases are too, they scored far too easy yeah. and it breaks the balance of the game. Five is, you can push it and it doesn't change it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, um, it is kind of one of the only few things about it is that you can't play it. Although I could actually run three or four with all the factions and bases and everything, I could run three or four separate games now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. When you think about it, so yeah, um, that makes sense. Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is it for what I've been playing, though. Um, oh no, I lie. I played one thing on PS Vita. Um, and I was seriously considering getting it. It was a demo for the new, um, and I'm going to butcher the name because I don't have it uh, in front of me. Is it Hatsune Miku? Yes. Which, oh, I played yes, this demo as well. The, the rhythm action game. Oh, yeah. So good. I, I, I am so tempted to pick this up. So much anime. Yeah, did did you pick? Did you play? I don't think there's a PS4 version, uh, PS4 demo. Yes, there is. Oh, is there? Yeah, that's the only one I played. I didn't realize it was on other things. Um, uh, it's a PlayStation Vita. Oh, I should play on that because I'd probably more likely play the game on that because that's where I played so much of like Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Yeah. Uh, I played the PS4 demo though. It looks great. It plays great. Um, I can say the same thing for the the PlayStation Vita as well. Mm-hmm. It seems like they do a good job of those games. The music yeah. is fantastic. I love that. Oh, kind is of that dumb amazing? Vocaloid J-pop nonsense. Yeah. There's a song in that so, that, um, uh, that someone pointed out to me sounds a lot like Paramore, and I was like, it can't sound like fucking Paramore. It's J-pop, Hatsune Miku, bullshit. And I listened to it. I was like, oh, that's a Paramore song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a that's a kind of emo pop rock song. Okay. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Um. One of the songs that I loved on it, um, so I played uh, one of the songs on the the demo, and I kind of there was a couple of commands coming up that I couldn't figure out what I had to do with them. Yeah. So I thought there must be a like a training level or a tutorial, and I went into the options and I found it. And the song that they play from the on the tutorial level is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's a, uh, I think it's a fin. A Finnish folk song, and they've obviously Japanesed it up, and it's amazing. Um, so you need to play that, Kieran. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I might buy uh, the full game. I didn't realize that it was on Vita at all, but the Vita version is only twenty-five pounds, which is pretty good. It's, yes. thir- it's thirty-five on PS4. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not. I think I'm going to pick it up, but I'm not too sure what platform because the same as you, I'm not too sure which one I play it more on, yeah. and. The D- here's the the other thing. The DLC for it is cross by. Oh, the good. game itself. Oh. The game itself isn't though. No, no. I mean, which, that, that which is. 
Yeah, I would have liked, you know, it would have been, I just would have liked it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what game, there's a game I was looking at recently that actually has crossed by and it surprised me, because <laughs> it doesn't happen that often anymore. It's like something just came out, it's going to annoy me now. Sorry, continue. <laughs> No, no. Um, that's it. That's it. Is the, the new Godier maybe cross oh, by? Yes. Yes. Um, well, it's not. It's not cross. It's not completely cross by because the new God Eater comes out with um, a a part of the game that you're. It's included in, and that part of it. Oh, I think so it's like just, a, a prelude. Tricky. Yeah, tricky I think. With their wording. Yeah. Uh, Bear with me for a second, and I will get it out. And if this was a video podcast, uh, well, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> back, we back we are one, in explicit one, tag. Um, I'm back one pad podcast, and he's offering to get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you've been missed. Um, he's just that excited. <laughs> so. The game is called uh, Gordy to Rage Burst, but the part, uh, the part that is downloadable, is the Rage Burst bit. No, it's only the DLC. Resurrection. Gordy to Resurrection. Oh, which is like stuff from the original game. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fair enough. It's, I, it was just the way it's worded on the page. I believe makes it difficult to notice that it's just like cross by if you buy it on PS4, and it's like and not all of it. Yeah, and and it works the other way as well. So if you buy it on P on Vita, the the other var you know the you can download the resurrection bit on PlayStation Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Um, cool. I was going to add cool. something there. I was like, I don't, I don't actually play it though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it must be something else. It usually is. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I played yeah, one I'm, game of I'm... Titanfall demo. Um, but that was it. Oh, right. It plays like Call of Duty with mechs. Uh, Your mileage may vary. Yeah, so I'm tempted to tempted to buy Hasune Miko. Do it, Kieran. Buy it. I might get on the... I might... I can't afford it right now, but, you know, if I manage to save some money by the end of the month, let me see how much I spend getting to yours and then playing board games and probably yes. eating terrible food, no one else. Because um, that's usually how these board game things go, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. Have you got any news? I have some news. Um, there wasn't much in the way of news, and then Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct, so they managed to salvage this section of the podcast. All right, hey. cool. <laughs> um, there's some new Pokemon garbage. I don't know, that new Pokemon game looks all right, but god damn it. They're leaning so much into... There's Alola forms for a bunch of the old Pokemon. And they announced and the Alola game. forms look fantastic. Apart from the Execute, which looks good. <laughs> so bad. But also it's a dragon. Which means Execute has officially become a dragon before Charizard. Which is so good. <laughs> so good. Charizard no, no, is the, a flying fire type. 
Yeah. Oh. The most dragon-looking motherfucker in that whole game is not a dragon. I love it. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, they announced one during this. I actually don't have it open, so I don't know what they... I, I will find it. Uh, really worry, they a, as you would expect they announced a shit ton of new amiibos um, there's four Zelda ones coming for the 30th anniversary of Zelda um, they look pretty good um, Mike you have to start getting back into buying amiibos uh, no <laughs> you kicked that habit um, yeah <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf is getting a big update um, which is I don't think they said much about it, other than the fact it's going to have a they're going to have a separate Nintendo Direct about Animal Crossing stuff soon. Um, oh no, it adds amiibo functionality. That's what it is. So right. New Leaf was the 3DS uh, Animal Crossing game. So now you can use amiibo, or you will soon you'll be able to use amiibo on it. Um, and there's like new amiibo to do that. Um, what else? Uh, they announced the new Pikmin game. It's a side scroller for the 3DS. It looks it looks quite good actually. Um, so it adds kind All of right. the usual Pikmin gameplay, but like a lot of it, it looks like very similar to the usual kind of puzzle solving Pikmin stuff, but with some kind of two D platforming stuff in it as well. Um, it seems like it'd be really good. It's a cool, cool idea. I like Pikmin games. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World has come to three DS as well. All right, okay. Uh, which was that Yoshi game that came out earlier this year for the Wii U. Um. They came with don't the... really know much about it apart from the really cool amiibos. Yeah, I bought one of the amiibos. Well, you'll be happy to know they're releasing new amiibos. Um, there was a character in Yoshi's Woolly World called Poochie, who's this weird little creepy-looking dog thing. Um, uh-huh. And they're doing a yarn amiibo of him. And it looks right. adorable. Oh, it looks so adorable. <laughs> He's got a big, dumb face. He's like a big dumb dog. <laughs> I really want it. I'm probably going to buy it. I've got one of those Yoshi Yarn Amiibos sitting on my desk at work. Um, you really do like Yoshi Willy World, no? I still haven't played it. <laughs> it's just like the Amiibos. I still want to buy enough. one of the big ones. Oh, yeah, one of the, the huge ones that you can the get. Uh, ones. Are they like uh, 30-odd pound or something? Yeah, but they go down in price quite a lot. I just never have money when they do. It's one of those things. Uh... Um, there's an update for the 3DS Street Pass Plaza. Uh, now it can okay. s- now you can save more than ten mees at once. Oh, okay. Which is like it seems like way too too late, too little, too late. Yeah. Like when people were super into Street Passing, that seems like a thing that would actually kind of help. Yeah. Um, now it's like. Nah. Yeah, like I don't. No one cares if 3ds anymore. I don't meet ten people walking to work anymore. Um, no. Uh, also, I turned the Wi-Fi off of my 3ds whenever I carry it anywhere because the fucking battery is the worst. <laughs> um, like if I leave Street Pass on, my 3ds will be dead before I get home from work. Like I'm not. I don't do that. It's oh not, wow! It's not happening. Gee. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the battery life on. I think I especially got a pretty duddish one but yeah it's bad I heard a lot of people saying the XLs kind of had dodgy battery lives in general yeah um, I've been um, meaning to upgrade to a new one at some point but I haven't haven't had the money yeah. or the reason really uh, um, Super Mario Maker is also heading to 3DS 
but Ooh, with some okay. limitations. So it doesn't have course sharing. So you can still make your own levels, which is obviously the point of Mario Maker, but you can't share yep. them online with people. Which was also kind of the, the big point. part of Mario Maker. Um, yeah. Like, I love Mario Maker. Mario Maker was, I think it was in my top five last year. I think um, it was, yeah. It was. Yeah, it's it one of my favourite games on that, that system, and just in general. Um, but yeah, without the, the sharing, I don't see the point of it. Like, I'm not going to pick that up with 3DS. It seems like a weird, weird thing to bother doing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll let you download and play select courses that have already been made for the Wii U, but not made on 3DS. Which seems insane. I wonder if they'll maybe update and change it at some point. Yeah. Okay, for anyone that wants to know about the Pokemon that got announced, there's an alone form of Rattata. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's also announced the fact that if you are an early purchaser, so between launch and January 11th, you will get a Munchlax via Nintendo that the Wi Fi network. Like that sounds like some sort of disease. It's oh the no, pre he's got the Munchlax! It's the pre-evolved form of Snorlax, <laughs> and that will come with an item which, when it evolves into Snorlax, will teach it the move Pulverizing Pancake, which is a new move. That's... You're just making things up now. Yeah, you're no, just... no, I'm, I'm not, because that's legit the big part of the trailer. Which I've just watched. <laughs> Damn. Um, fair enough. No, I I think that game looks really good. Um, like as someone who's not been into Pokemon nope. for a while, who didn't like X and Y at all, um, like that that looks like a kind of return to form in a way. But I thought that about yeah. X and Y as well, and then it wasn't. So you didn't like them, so yeah. um, yeah, um, that's updated. Yeah. The other thing is uh, PlayStation Plus. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, PlayStation Plus games will already be up. But if you don't know, go download them. They are uh, Journey for the PS4, uh, Lords of the Fallen for the PS4, which is that kind of light uh, Dark Souls-ish thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's, for the PS3, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, which, if I remember right, is the Prince of Persia that was a sequel to the original trilogy, right? Yeah. Where they tried to bring it back during the PS3. Um, yeah. It was a sequel to the PS2 games, not a sequel yes, to yeah. the the really good one. Ah, the Nolan North one, the, the one with the brilliant watercolour art style. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is still my favourite Prince of Persia game. I love that game so much. Um, oh, they should have made a sequel to that instead. But I will probably play this Forgotten Sands if I can charge my PS3 controllers. Um yeah, I won't. Uh, and also Datura, which is for the PS3 as well. I don't know what that one is. I recognise the name though. Uh, sorry, it's for PS3 as well. Um, okay, but I don't know what that is. didn't we've already had Journey through PlayStation Plus somehow? Have we not? No. Originally, when it first came out, we got Journey. Uh, I think it was a week early. You could buy it. Right. That was the PlayStation Plus stuff for it. Ah. Uh, uh, lots of people I... got it for free because it was cross buy. And uh, also, I think we got that, a massive right. discount on it one month as well. 
Right. Yes. This is the first time we've got for free, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, <laughs> and then for the and Vita. Of... Oh, sorry. No, no, on you go. What, I was what's just going to say Vita? for Vita, there's um, Amnesia Memories, which is like a visual novel dating sim thing, anime, and Badlands, which is the uh, Mike's iPad game of the year, one year. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's re- yeah, really cool. Um, which I think we got for free on PlayStation 3 at one point as well, actually. Um, but yeah, Badlands is good. I think I'll play it on Vita. Uh, those go up the 6th of September, which this podcast should be out by then. Cool. Probably. probably? It will be. Yeah. It will be. It will be, if I remember yeah, to upload it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think the, I don't think there's that good a, a selection this, this month. I sorry. No, it's not. Um, I'll probably play Lords of the Fallen. Uh, I'll be terrible at it, but I'll probably play it. Yeah. Well, Lords of the Fallen was on Xbox uh, Games with Gold for a, uh, a good couple of months ago, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think the the Xbox. Um, it's it's nice that you get all these free games. You know, when you've got both. Um, I think just Xbox is is the has got the better selection this month. Yeah, yeah. But I think then, it has you know, a bunch recently. Although Fury yeah. was really good. I don't think we really talked about Fury much on this podcast because I don't think anyone's really played a lot of it. But uh, Fury uh, I've yeah. actually been good. I've been playing quite a bit of it. It's really, really good. I really like that game. Yeah. I just uh, hit a wall with it really quickly. Like I'm really bad at it. I'd be like, yeah, first I found... bosses. Then I was like, I can't do this. Okay, <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, yeah, I did that as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's all the news um, about. All right, cool. Uh, we've got some new releases. So, uh, with you're listening to this, and you'll be wondering what's coming out for a uh, weekending September the ninth. So, on September the ninth for PS4 and Xbox One, we've got the Just Sing from Ubisoft. So, yep. I think is that the first time we've had that because they they normally do Just Dance. I so don't I don't know. I, I don't really keep up with their shovelware. Their karaoke stuff. I, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's but, what I meant. Uh, yes, karaoke stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that so that's coming up. Uh, Lumo's coming to PS4 and PlayStation Vita. I think that must be a box version because I'm pretty sure that's already out. Um, uh, probably. Yeah. But uh, we've also got um, for PS4 and Xbox One, we've got Realms of Arcania coming out uh, yeah I think that's I recognise all these names I, I don't know if that's an R- I don't know if it's an RPG or a fighting game I'm not too sure uh, how do you spell it sorry uh, Realms of Arcania is a A-R-K-A-N-I-A oh Arcania okay yeah um, so, uh, well Kieran's yeah, looking for that I think. We've got uh, another weird Japanese game coming out um, on September the 9th. We've got Tohu Genso Rondo Bullet, Bullet Ballet right. for the PlayStation 4. Never heard of it. Sounds alright. I'm sure it'll be alright. Japanese know their bullet hills. Uh, yeah, I'm... Oh no, it's... I'm, yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah. Kind of a bullet hell, I think. I think the Toho stuff usually is. Toho's like a... It's a whole. I'm not even going to explain what fucking Toho is. Toho is a whole thing. <laughs> the Toho project yeah, is uh, is a is a 
series of Japanese yeah. um, bullet hell shooter thingies that are they were originally like a fan thing I believe that then kind of grew into yeah, this but big massive instead of thing. spaceships isn't it it's uh, ladies sk- ladies yeah it's anime ladies yeah um, I, from what I understand they're pretty good uh, yeah it looks very colourful if you have a look for like screenshots and things yeah, like that I'm really but, bad um, at those uh, but yeah that is it for well that's everything I have on my my list that I could find um, uh-huh. so again it's uh, the Campbell for the storm it's coming yeah. boys it's coming oh yeah absolutely so um, next couple of weeks uh, prepare yourselves um, it normally kind of hits big style sort of the last week of September um, you know because yeah. that's normally when you've got the the uh, Forza Horizon or a Forza coming out that's normally the start of it for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it starts with Forza and uh, normally ends with my wallet crying for fuck's sake please <laughs> god no more um, and then the so. and then the Steam Christmas sale kicks in well I think I think the Steam sales are not going to be as bad as they used to be because uh, obviously they don't do the flash deals anymore yeah sure yeah, so yeah, the the last turn. Steam sale was, I think, I think it got it suffered quite badly because there was a lot of people that were waiting for flash deals, and by the time they realised they weren't coming, the se- the sale was over. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Steam sale's still good. Um. But they're not as uh, horrible to your wallet as they used to be. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for new new releases. I think uh, is anything anybody got anything else they wanted to add or? Yeah, I'm gonna fling something in that I haven't told both of you about, which I just remembered while we we're halfway through recording, so I'm doing it anyway. That's my job. How dare you? I actually have three video game related T-shirts that I found while cleaning out a cupboard today that I'd like to give away as part of a competition or something. Oh, okay. Cool. So we have a Guild Wars 2 t-shirt, size large. We have a Evil Within t-shirt, size large. And we have a Wildstar t-shirt, size large. I know where you got all of these. I yeah. know where I got all of those, too. I got two or three of them as well. I actually just threw out that yeah. Wildstar t-shirt last week, actually. <laughs> 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 I still wear that Evil Within t-shirt as, like... It's one of the t-shirts that I wear to bed because it's like really fucking gruesome. You can't wear it outside. That's like you're going to traumatize kids if you're walking around in that t-shirt. What's wrong with traumatizing kids? It's literally a t-shirt <laughs> with a brain covered in barbed wire on it. It's no, fucked I up. Wear it. I wear it when I go to Asda. <laughs> you're monsters. You nobody come... monsters. Nobody comes near me when I need to go down certain <laughs> aisles. It's brilliant. Does. I'm pretty sure you wore it when we went out to Tesco the other night. I think yeah, I think I did. Yes, <laughs> it's a nice T-shirt. Too, um. Anyway, I have those three to give away, so I will put it out as a teaser this week, and we'll come up with a way to give them away next week, or we'll post yeah. it on Facebook. Yeah, cool. Excellent. But uh, in the meantime, if you want to send us an email, uh, you can send us an email to podcast at glitch. Glitchfreegaming.com. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I nearly forgot the, the email address. I forgot it last week, but I, I remembered it this week. So you can send us an email to podcast.glitchfreegaming.com. Paul, do you want to tell us how they can find us on social media? Yeah, they can get us on Twitter at glitchfreegame and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming. Yes. See, haven't forgotten it. <laughs> uh, do we still have an Instagram? I don't know if we still... We do. We do still have an Instagram. Uh, there's not too much on there. We really do need to use that more. Um, yeah. But well, we might put some stuff up this I need to get Logan, actually, because I've been using Instagram a lot myself, so I should actually add the account on and use it for board gaming stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure the, I should do that. I'm pretty sure on Instagram it's just glitch-free gaming as well. Excellent. Well, I will. Um, I'll get the login details from you when we we all meet up as well, and we can. So we can probably put. I'll put a lot of board game stuff up as well when I'm, you know, obsessing over board games and things as well. So there was a wee cool. while there where we were actually posting articles from the site, uh, and some cool images we were getting produced for us. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, Excellent. Anyway. Cool. Well, I, back, I think yes, it's good to have you back. So um, I think that is as done for this week. Anyway, uh, nothing else anyone can think of. Uh, no. Sif six seven. Yes. I want to. <laughs> um, cool. But until then, we will see you same time next week. So until then, behave yourselves, play more games, and uh, we'll speak. Or no, don't, yeah. your bosses. Dude, yeah, do, do whatever you want. You do you. Have fun. Don't have fun. <laughs> Wear evil within t-shirts in public. Or, or, don't, or don't listen to what we say when we say don't listen to what we say and listen to what we say. And yeah. don't listen to what we say. And now we've completely pickled your brain. We will speak to you next week. See you later. See ya. Bye.